Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Ah, it is your weekly tee box dysfunction. Maddie and the Caddy, we appreciate the download and subscription alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am Matt Barry. Looking forward to today's program. Stu Gott of Dan Levitard Show fame is our guest today. Can't wait to catch up with him. As always, hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and C-A-D-D-I-E. That's the Instagram. That's the Twitter. Get us, download, subscribe, listen, and rate wherever you get your podcast. Are plenty to get to today, but I want to start uh, with perhaps the biggest news in sports, and it's the absolute beatdown I laid on the caddy in fantasy football. Why? Man, look, bro. Okay? You had one good week. I'm sorry. I checked my score last week. Whatever. I'm just saying. Like, I okay, I didn't start Nelson Aguilar, so I lost some points there. Who else yeah. didn't you start, Mikey? Who else didn't you start? Well, uh, I didn't start Ben Roethlisberger. No, that's wrong. I believe your quarterback's Aaron no, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I didn't start. Well, I got three fantasy teams. So, oh, well, glad you could fit us in. <laughs> exactly. Look, man, I got leagues. I know I got to win and talk smack too. So, um, I do got one dude left playing tonight, but I'm not going to be able to overcome that point differential. So I started Case Keenum instead of Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers was questionable. But Aaron Rodgers only scored 2.2 more points than what Case Keenum did. I messed up as far as Marvin Jones put up good points and – my the tight look, end. Look, look, let's get get down to the to the break. I messed up switching Ted Ginn. No, you you weren't going to beat Jones. me. You weren't going to beat me no matter what. Yeah, and that's, and that's okay. That's fine. But my rule for you is that since you're Mister, I have everyone's phone numbers, and you're boys with Rogers. No matter what, you start what? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but nah, be, mm, I understand. But my theory was. Because he wasn't wasn't sure whether or not he was going to play from jump, I was worried about his mobility. And I'm certainly not going to send dude a text message. See, this is the thing where people get it twisted. Like you talking about you got all these dudes' phone numbers. Didn't we have a conversation with Golden Tate about this specifically? It's like I'm not texting dudes or calling dudes to be like, hey, man. How you feeling this week? Cause I got you on my fantasy team. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm, nah, that just, that's like, I don't ask for autographs. You know what I mean? Like when people are like, Hey, get me so-and-so's autograph. I'm like, Hey, no, I'm not getting you so-and-so's autograph. Like, that's not how I roll. Like, so, I don't do that. So how do you roll? What are, what are you trying to get out of here? Like, you just, you like having like the phone Like, you're numbers? just trying to imply that I should have sent Aaron Rodgers a text no, 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 message no, and been like, hey, what's up, man? Should I start you this week? That's how you're implying it. I you're admit- the one that said I got the phone numbers. I'm what saying that. What are you supposed to do with them then? Well, what are you implying? Because I got their phone numbers. I'm implying it because he's your buddy. You should support him no matter what and put him in your starting lineup. And, oh, by the way, he's probably the greatest pure thrower of the football of all time. He was going to play. Who got an Eagles tattoo? What is, who cares? What does that mean? Did I start the Eagles defense? I don't know. I didn't look. In, no, in I didn't. I started the, the Jaguars defense. I laid on you. I started the Jaguars defense. And? 
they got one more point. <laughs> <laughs> they got four. How was uh, how was your week off, friend? I mean, did you have a good one before we gear up for Tour Championship and, and Ryder Cup? It was nice. It was nice. What'd you do? You, not not a whole lot. So I went to uh, my son my son's football game, which was cool. It's fun watching him play football. My my oldest now, the eleven year old. I shouldn't say my oldest. My second oldest is. Um, he's at that age right now where like I'm not cool. So like his friends are more cool than me. So, but he still wants me there. So he'll give like the little side eye look, or like if I yell down to him, he'll give the little just thumbs up from the hip, meaning that he heard me. <laughs> But he don't want his friends to see him doing it. You know what I mean? But he, like, I'm cool to his friends. So he thinks now it's cool that if he, like, is kind of a little jerk sometimes. But then I got to call him out. So he made a real nice tackle, made a sack. He plays stand-up defensive end right now. So he made a nice sack. And uh, they called his name out over the loudspeaker. But he like, he tried to be all cool like he, like it was nothing. And then he's, now, he's, but you're, I can see you being the embarrassing dad to where you're going to, you're going to ride that for all it's worth. You know, this is why I make myself film the game because if I'm video in the game, I won't yell out because I know it'll end up on video. Yeah. Cause so you'll I, be that dad. You're that dad. I, I'm not that dad, but I am the dad. I will pace the sideline. <laughs> I will pace the sideline and every now and then, like, I'll just, I'll yell like "woo" or "come on!" Like I'm not the dad. Like I, I'm not gonna go up to the coach. I'm not gonna be doing all of that. I love watching. Mm-hmm. This is me and Ken Griffey Jr. had a conversation about this because that's how somebody when he was watching his kids play baseball, some parents were like, "You should be down there coaching," and he's like, "Well, how come you're not down there coaching?" So you actually like as you want to enjoy watching your kids play the game. I tried to coach flag football one time and it was a disaster. How? Why? Because I'm not a good coach. Especially when it comes to like Well, you're horribly unorganized, so that's second grader. That's strike one. Oh no, no, no. I got an I had a nice little you know, apparently second graders don't do good with a playbook. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped him a playbook, even though yeah, because but it was easy plays. Like one play was called SpongeBob, you know what I'm saying? Like so, it's it's stuff that the kids could relate to, but they didn't quite. You have to understand, in this second grade where my kids go to school is known for chess. So like this was the first time some of them have ever ran on a field, <laughs> so they didn't even know how to run correctly. So wait you know a second. I mean? All right, so I got a couple of questions here. Yeah. So second graders are probably getting into the, the age where they're playing different kinds of sports and well, full, full disclosure for the, they gotta be outside, yeah. Full disclosure for Maddie and Academy to the patrons. Uh Collins has two kids. My wife and I have, have no kids. We have a yellow lab, that's our son. Yeah. So I sit up here and I give horrible parenting advice, even though I'm not a parent. <laughs> so they're in second grade, they get ready to go outside. You don't want them on video games. I think video games are the are, are why society is going to hell, but that's a whole other podcast. Um <laughs> So you you sent your kids to a school that was known for chess? Yeah, so my youngest one uh in when he was in kindergarten came in fourth in a national chess tournament. Mm. And he had only he was like 5 years old. So he and he started playing when he was 4. I won't play him. He beat me in four moves. 
He actually, from that chess tournament, he got a couple of the boards, and he signed one and gave it to Rory McIlroy. Really? Which was, like, the cutest thing. And Rory, bless his heart. I, I lo- this is why One of the reasons I love Rory McIlroy so much is because Braylon was a bit – he loves Rory McIlroy. It's one of his boys. Yeah. So he signed this chess board from the tournament and then had a set of chess pieces and gave them to Rory. Rory – Took a picture with me holding it and giving the thumbs up, but then about a week later sent Braylon signed personal pictures from his PGA championship win. Oh, wow. Valhalla. Just out of, and I mean, I didn't ask him for that or anything. That was just kind of out of the goodness of his heart. So it's like, yeah, I mean, Rory is just a good dude when it comes to stuff like that. And then come to find out later, because of Braylon giving Rory that chessboard, his mom and dad bought him a, che- a really nice chess set. Rory's mom and dad? Yeah. And so now he's playing chess. So do you think – I've never played chess in at once, ever, in my life. It's addicting once you learn how to play. Once you start learning how to play, it's addicting, man. Because you – what it is is it's, it forces you to think five to six moves ahead. And then when you play like me, I I never really played chess before before Bray started. So learning how to play the game is fascinating. And it's like then you catch yourself making a mistake and you're hoping that your opponent doesn't see the mistake that you just made. Mm-hmm. And when they do see the mistake, then you're like, all right, set up the board again. Let's play again because you know you're going to lose. See, I've often said that in life there are certain things that people need to do in order to get Get yourself a good idea of who you are and what you are. Golf has always been one. Yep. Because it gives you, you you can learn about someone in golf for the first hour. Yeah. If they're the guy who swears off the tee, who habitually cheats, who's got a temper. Yep. You know, I don't have a problem with the temper or anything, but you'll find out the core of someone's character. Are they out there to have fun? Right. I mean, you know, and then. Chess, I've always thought, even though I've never played it, like chess could be one of those games where you would learn a lot about someone. Because I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not patient enough to sit there. It's why I can't play poker. Poker, actually actually watching poker puts me in a bad mood. Just watching it? Yeah, I can't. It's too slow. See, chess is not slow. Well, what is it? Have you ever, you got to go, go get the movie Searching for Bobby Fischer and watch the speed chess that they play in the park. You'll love that. And, and and my son Bray and you, you Bray would have a great time teaching you chess because that's one of his things too. He does not mess around when it comes to playing. It's not one of those sit there and think about your move for twenty minutes. Nah, Mm-mm, we don't play that kind of chess. You, you know, just get it right. Get right after it. Get after it, man. Get after it because and that's the I have never met anyone I have met who plays chess or is not dumb. <laughs> I don't know any dumb people that play chess because it teaches you critical thinking. And if you play it in a in a speedy manner, mm-hmm. it also teaches you to think very fast. Okay, it, let me I ask. Love. And again, it'd be a good it'd be a good life tool. I contend that you'd be more prepared for life with chess, golf, living in New York City for a month than you would be. With this this uh, curriculum they teach kids nowadays, like I was just algebra. Say, see, that, it's exactly where I was going to go. 
everything that you said there is awesome up until the point we had that little discussion that we were like, hold up, we got to take this to the podcast where you said algebra is useless. Useless. You think you think the only math people should be required to learn is addition and subtraction, addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. That's it. Get out the four. That's it. That's all you you need. You use algebra all the time. No, you don't. You know what you do? Let's see. Par four, that's a four. Okay, a bogey, that's nine. Double bogey, okay, that's 15. Basic addition for a golf score. Done. That's all I need. Oh, this times this. Oh, that's my monthly payment for my car or my mortgage. Oh, no, take the amount and divide it by 12 months. That's what you're going to make every month. What else do I need? Here's the here's the thing. Let's say they tell you it's a let's say they give you seven percent interest. We'll give you a seven percent interest on your loan. And okay. Your payment your payments are gonna be two hundred and thirty dollars. Okay. And they and that's what they tell you. Look, you get you a car, two hundred and fifty dollars a month, and your interest is only seven percent. Cool. How many months am I paying? You're paying fifty seven months. How much is the car? That's X. That's algebra. How do you figure out what X is? The car is what they say the car price is. The the, they don't price. tell you what the car price is. They only tell you. Where are you it's buying cars? A month at seven percent interest. That's uh, that's useful algebra that you would use every day. That's useful algebra that is in everyday use. How you think you don't use out? Al- now I can understand when you're like, listen, when it comes to something like statistics. Or trigonometry, like those kind of things are ridiculous. What about geometry? Caddies use geometry every single day. You have to. No, you give me an example of you. Oh, oh here we go. What? When do oh. you use geo? Ge- oh, I can't even say it. So you can't even say the word. That's why you don't like it. Okay, let me ask you a question. All right, geometry. So when boy. we're on the golf course, yep. Okay, and you've seen, like, you've seen the caddies use the yardage books, right? That's right. Okay, so the yardage books are marked to the sprinkler heads, correct? Yep. When's the last time that a golf ball was right next to a sprinkler head? How often does that happen? I don't know. Maybe 0.5% of golf shots. Okay, that sounds like you're just throwing it out there, but go ahead. I am just throwing that number out there, but so what? You don't have (laughs) algebra and geometry to back yourself up. So I can throw out whatever statistics I want because you don't need it. So in the geometry... Wherever the golf ball is, compared to wherever the hole is, the yardage is in a circle, correct? Yes, it is a circular, yes. Okay, so that circle and where that is in comparison to the hole is geometry. So it's not a straight line from the golf ball to the sprinkler head if the sprinkler head is 15 yards to the right of the golf ball. Okay, so two things. One, I just use my rangefinder, my laser, so we're That's good there. That's illegal during the tournament. And second of all, I have never seen you caddy with a protractor, a compass, or a ruler. Actually, and ironically enough, it is that protractor that was deemed illegal after Bryson DeChambeau used it. You're talking about a dude that does a five degree golf swing. He's not, he's, he's not the norm. He's not the norm because he had a protractor with with him on the golf course. (laughs) But that being said, 
caddies still use geometry every day because you have to determine how far you are from the sprinkler head. And the further you are from the sprinkler head, then the wider that arc of the circle that is measuring to the flagstick is. Can you do me a favor during the taping of this podcast? Which, by the way, uh, Stu Gotts, we, we look forward to talking to him. Can you please text Joey LaCava as we speak? Right now? Right now. Or All with right. your best caddy buddy, Patrick Reed's caddy. And I want you to text them to just ask them, like, tape in the podcast, do you use geometry on a daily basis? You know, I'll text Joey. Let me check. And I don't I'll want you me. to lie to make your point. I want you to no. be honest with, with the Maddie and the caddy patrons because I think you're full of it. Okay, look. So you can see I put up right here. I'm going to text him right there. Okay, okay got it. Yep. All right, here we go. He is live texting Maddie, Joey LaCava. Doing you, the pod. Hold on. Doing the podcast. Doing oh, this the is good. podcast yeah. live right now. Period. Yep. <laughs> Maddie does not believe that caddies use geometry. Routinely, no, no, no. Uh, you get routinely. Oh, just on the course. Uh, even better. Great. Can you verify or deny? If we didn't have Stu Gotts come, I'd have him call in. Please, and Brooksy, the uh, Maddie Nakati, a starter, if you will. I'm not even sure he knows how to use so the phone here, line. You can read exactly what I texted. Okay. Yep, I see it. Okay, right, we're confirmed. You see, that's to him. Okay, let All me right. know when the bubbles pop up. All right. This is going to be exciting because at this point, there I'm is. I'm send it to another caddy. I'll send it to Kessler too. Excellent. Let's do, let's do market too. research live on the podcast because I yeah. think you're just pulling that out to make your argument. Why would that makes no sense whatsoever? Because look, look, look if I'm look, being Kessler, honest, take a look. Yeah. See Kessler confirmed. And there it is. All right. All right. Now, I just I don't believe that someone that is a former herpetologist and comedian was armed with a geometry brain to go caddy on tour for a decade. So what you're saying is that someone who's really into science, <laughs> you don't believe, would also be into math as well? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Now, you, again, was not you who made fun of the difference between the Arizona degree and the ASU degree last week? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's just are, that's just you are now showing your true colors. That's just proven fact. Well, yeah, big time. I mean, that's you, the difference between a degree in basket weaving. Did you see and Phil Mickelson standing on the sidelines this weekend at the Arizona State game wearing his sunglasses? How beautiful was that? Did you see Phil Mickelson on his week off last week shooting a sniper rifle from a thousand miles out? That's a sun double, Jerry. That was a thousand yards. Thousand yards. Right. Because, I, like I said, Mickelson continues to win Twitter. What if I text that question to Phil? No, he's he's a math guy. No. <laughs> You're saying so you don't even want me to text a question like that to a math guy. I thought you said that only Bryson DeChambeau was the math nerd that's out there. No, 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 no. I'm 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 saying that it's not you. You make it sound like everybody who tees it up is is a is a math nerd geometry guy. That's no, all I'm I look. I ain't texting DJ that question. 
By the way, can we recap? Uh, I want anybody who's listening to this to, to count with me. Let's do the name drops of, of Michael Collins this podcast. One. Hold on a second. I'm not going to text Aaron Rodgers. so messed up. I'm not going to text Aaron so Rodgers because he's my boy. Two. I was talking with Ken Griffey Jr. about coaching. <laughs> Three. Well, you know Rory what? McElroy gave my son stuff after he <laughs> chess boarded it. <laughs> <That's just boarded laughs> what? Look, man. When you were the one who just said, hey, text... Text Joey LaCava. Yeah, those aren't on your score sheet. I'm, ta- I, I'm not, I'm not going to give you garbage. Yeah, but you, hold on a second. Now you're the one. You can't text anybody because you ain't got nobody's phone number. That's right. Because when it all goes down, I'm going to be the one not implicated. Yeah, when it all goes down, you ain't going to have no friends to call. Where you going <laughs> to hide during the zombie apocalypse? You ain't got nobody's house to go to. See? So there. <laughs> and you got no one who's – this is the other reason why for you it's smart not to have phone numbers. No one backs you up on your cockamamie crazy theories of math isn't needed. Yeah, okay. So hit us up, Maddie and Caddy, Twitter this week. Not Please. math. Not math. Algebra. Big difference. Yes. Big difference. It's algebra. No, correct. Simple math. Simple math. Anything past – Addition, subtraction, Fourth multiplication, grade, division. It was, That's it. Yeah, that, fifth grade is kind of when they got into concepts, I think. Oh. You know? So what you're saying is you would not do well on the show Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I'd kill it. math was part of it. I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire one time. No, you weren't. Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, you're damn you right I was. I was. I was on there for uh, charity. Had a thing with Meredith Vieira. She winked at me. Uh, she had something in her eye. <laughs> <laughs> now I, we nailed, we got far. We we got pretty far. How far is far? Well, we got far enough to be into the six figures, and then we got a little confident in our ability. And rather than walking away, we wanted to go for another round, so we lost the charity a lot of money. But <laughs> for just showing up, they got twenty five thousand dollars. The charity, okay. But we were you know, six figures does start with a one. <laughs> so you you like we got deep like. There's a big difference between a one that's in front of that six figures and two. You know, that's double. Now, so, I, think, I think we were in the twos. So you were like at the two fifty mark. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll post a picture from from the uh, millionaire on on. Uh, yes, Maddie show me the disappointment. Is the disappointing look on your face when you got too confident the same as the disappointed look on your face every time you walk into the laser tattoo removal place? Yeah, I got to get that back up and running. By the way, I got to. I need to see that. You need. I got to see it, man. You have. Maybe. Some, you have got to show me this. Since you won't even, can you at least say what it is? I told you what it is. I believe I said this on the last podcast. No, you didn't. Oh well, then you know what? We're gonna keep it that way. See, come, come on, man. That's like the. At least I know at some point with the lost podcast episode. That may or not may may or may not exist. Yeah, the John, John Daly, Daly. Yeah, on his boss. Yeah, I get so Augusta. like that's what I'm saying. So at least with that, if it's found, it will be put out. That's a good thing. So you can't just be like, oh yeah, I got eleven more removal processes to go through. Like, how big is this, dude? Let me how big you. is this tram stamp that you got? Because <laughs> your shoulders, you only wear a small shirt, yo. So that's <laughs> if this thing takes eleven more treatments to remove, I'm out. Like, I'll just keep it. See, hold. On. Oh, cease. Wait a minute. 
So you're going to keep what is, wait a minute. How's your caddy tracker? Do they get back to you yet? No, man, I'm still, I'm waiting. Trust me. All right. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll put it out there. Uh, it'll, it has to be, trust me, they're probably laughing right now at the thought of not using geometry. Like, how would you yeah, get, how would you know the distance if you're in the rough? I mean, and we did text Joe. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're, if you're in the trees. Yeah, like, and the sprinkler head or the 150 marker, not in the trees. It's in the middle of the fairway. I pace it off. That's caveman math. They were doing that back in the day. That's yes, not but geometry. If you, if you pace it off to a straight line across to the 150, you are off by a large margin. And you're going to put your guy either in a front bunker or a front water hazard or over the back. And guess who's getting fired? Because long and short, not the player's fault. Left and right is players' fault. Long and short, that's caddy's fault. Maybe that's why. See, that's why you only got the caddy once. And I won't even say who for because I don't want to name drop. No, go ahead, please. You've already no, gone. I can't. I, mean, no, I can't no, say it. Now no, forget it. Go ahead. Nope, no. Nope. not going to say it. <laughs> no. Nope. I'll just say I got his phone number. You're, so and you're you know cheating what? the page. You got his phone number too. I did. Uh, did I? See? Yeah, you did. Stop lying. I don't remember. Whatever, whatever. I have that that, convenient memory loss. I have that Urban Meyer memory loss where I sometimes forget (laughs) big things when it's convenient. Uh, Before we get to Stu Gatz of Levitard Show fame, let's uh, quickly discuss the Tour Championship. We discussed it a couple of weeks ago that I think the best way to go about it, top 20, scores reset, winner take all. Who do you think ends up winning the FedEx Cup this year? Bryson DeChambeau deserves much more of a lead than what he's going to end up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I I still haven't even – this is how disappo- – not disappointed, but like how – and confused is a bad one too. This is how torn I am. I still haven't even put out my expert pick for a winner yet. Oh, no. I know, and it's only 30 guys, but it's because I have a little bit of an issue at how this can all play out. Well, you, are they asking you for an expert pick for the Tour Championship or an yeah, expert yeah, it's pick only for, for the, the FedEx Tour Championship? Cup? Yeah, because yeah. there's so much math involved. I don't even know at this point. We'd have to figure Once out Once you get outside number five, that's it. That's the, if you get outside number five, that's when other things need to happen. Right. You if need, you're yeah. fifth or better and you win... Bang. It's all you. But let me tell you, these top five right now in the FedEx Cup standings, Bryson, Justin Rose, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, you know what all of them have in common, Sans Justin Rose? Is they're all on the American Ryder Cup team. Yeah. I mean, we're good. Well, no. No. I wouldn't wouldn't say all that now. You don't think we're good? Nah, but in a away game, it's just look. The Ryder Cup is a different animal, and we'll preview that on next week's on yeah. next week's podcast. So uh, we're going to get Stu Gatz. We're going to get Stu Gatz. What are you leaving? Town. It's six hours over there. So like, I'm not doing a podcast. You know, two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to tell you that right now. All right. Well, thanks for putting that out there for the people that you are not willing to go. The <laughs> I got extra your mile. number. So. Yeah, that's all <laughs> you, you need. That's hey, all I need. Me, hey, you want me to call you when I'm ready? I'll call you when I'm ready. And okay, set up. good. Because right. I can put my phone on silent with everyone else. <laughs> uh, coming up next, 
Uh, Stu Gotts from the Levitard Show. But first, recently I've been receiving all of my style tips from the clothing experts at Peter Millar. If you're a golfer like me, you know the name. If you don't, you should because Peter Millar is all about quality, value, and style. It's the most comfortable clothing I've ever worn. And right now I'm wearing their five pocket pants. What I love about these Peter Millar pants is they offer so much comfort and style no matter what I'm doing. They are lightweight, highly breathable, made from the highest quality Pima cotton and have comfort stretch for ease of movement. They fit you like your jeans with the style to be worn anywhere. And they have Peter Millar's exclusive wash and finish to enhance the softness. They can be worn year round. And since they're machine washable, they are easy to take care of. You can wear them on any occasion, golf course, working out, vacation. Five pocket pants I'm wearing are the most comfortable pair I've ever worn. And I can say that about everything I've worn from Peter Millar. Right now, you can head over to PeterMillar.com slash Maddie to check out some of my Peter Millar favorites. Be sure to use my link and you receive complimentary shipping and free and a free hat. That's Peter Millar, M-I-L-L-A-R dot com slash Maddie. Peter Millar dot com slash Maddie. Coming up next, Stu Gotts. It's Strong and All of Us on Maddie and the Caddy. Welcome back, Maddie and the Caddy. Brought to you by JCPenney. Guys at JCPenney can find all of the great looks, whether you're in the office or on the go. Raise your game with Collection by Michael Strahan. A relaxed look out of the weekend with MSX by Michael Strahan. Exclusively at JCPenney. J.C. Penny, style and value for all. Our guest now, the Stugats is strong in all of us. Stugats, Dan Levitard, show fame with Stugats joining us now. And the first question I have for you, do you feel like you're in a a prison of sorts on your radio show, not being able to talk about golf as much as you want? Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I am. You know, Dan's into it. It's funny because I love golf. I really do. I it is. It's become a passion of mine. I've always loved watching it, and yeah, I'd like to talk about it more. Uh, now, Dan did do it a lot more when Tiger's around, and he's he's contending in majors because there are stories that well, Dan loves Tiger, and then there are you know the natural stories of what Tiger could do for the game, and so it makes it more interesting for Dan. Uh, but no, I wish we could talk about it all the time. And yes, I do. Listen, not just with golf, just in general. I feel like a prisoner inside my own show because. I just want to talk sports, and Levitard rarely wants to talk sports. And so that's, uh, you know, it's turned into uh, quite the conundrum for me. Not only do you love golf, though, you, like me, do not have an official handicap. But unlike me, <laughs> you have been called, uh, well, let's just say I've never heard Greenberg curse like he does when he talks about you and the money he lost to you on the golf course and the evil laugh that you just had. Tells me that I don't know Stugatz the Sandbagger might be a great nickname for you. How long have you been playing golf, and how good in reality are you? All right, I've been playing golf basically my entire life. Now I took a hiatus for a while. Uh, I would say probably in my early twenties, and then another hiatus right after for a couple of years right after uh, we had twin daughters, and so. But I've been playing most of my life, and the handicap, the handicap is gone. It changes round to round based on who I'm playing and, uh, <laughs> how good they, and how good they are. But help me out with this. Both of you, help me out with this, okay? Michael, that both of you. So I, I played Greedy at, at a course down here. Greedy told me his handicap was a 10. I told Greedy my handicap was like a 15, 16. Now, I get to the course. Now, I'm doing that from the blue tees, okay? Okay. I get to the course, and Greedy wants to play from the white. He said, no, I only play from the white. 
which is closer for those you know in the audience who don't know don't know much about golf. That's that's an easier track for me. And so I you know I didn't know he wanted to play white. I thought we were playing blues. I gave him my handicap from the blues. He told me he wanted to play from the white. And he allowed me to play with my handicap from the white. So, I, I mean, listen, I took him to the woodshed. I took a lot of money, uh, and maybe I budgeted a couple of drugs. But that's all greedy, playing for the whites, is it not? Yeah, like, why, why no, are you playing for the no, whites to begin with? No, no Stu Gatz, he's right. No. Collins, no, he's right. You're no. right, Stu Gatz. Look, let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> as a, so you hear that laugh again? So, as as a guy who also doesn't have a handicap, I understand what you're saying, between the blue tees and the white tees. But it's not a thousand yard difference between those two tees. So if your handicap changed that much for 500 yards, all right, so there's an issue right there. And why would Greeny's handicap be different from the blues to the whites too? And for Greeny to say he's a 10 handicap from the whites, he was trying to, this is where I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Greeny was trying to sandbag you, saying he was a 10 from the whites, which means he had a bad day on the golf course, and you had a good day on the golf course. And you, what do they say? Every bet is won and lost on the first tee. That is right. And listen, on the first tee, so I had, so speaking of that first tee, Greeny thought he had me because we both, I ripped my drive, okay? Now, when you're playing for the whites, you're hitting shots that you're not normally uh, you're not normally hitting. Like, you know, I'm used to hitting, you know, five, six, seven on my second shot in, and I was hitting, you know, seven, eight, nine. So, you know, I hit one. Literally, I hit one. Greeny put his right on the uh, on the green too. First hole, par four. I hit one in. So there's the, the course we were playing down at South Beach. There's the first hole, then there's a road, and then on the other side of the road is someone's house. I hit it into someone's front lawn. <laughs> and Greeny thought he had oh he had a big smile on his face. He thought he had me. But then I chipped it within two inches of the hole and I tapped it for par and Greeny was beside himself. From the ladies front lawn, I chipped in uh to within two inches of the hole. I thought it was going in. I'm so, so upset. I'm still wondering how it didn't go in. There yeah. were no so mistakes so, to so define trying- the road. <laughs> It went over the road onto the green, two inches from the hole. Okay, and uh, so I think Greeny knew he was up against something right there. But but I like this, Collins. I like where you're headed. This is all in green. Greeny tried to sandbag me. Not no. Listen, you can't out sandbag a sandbagger. Okay? I agree. That's, that's, now, that's see, as long yeah. as you admit that, we're cool. As long as you <laughs> now, in my case, like I had two rounds of my life, seventy-seven, seventy-seven. So, right. and I did that as a 15 handicap, but no one talks about the 291s I shot the next day. That's who, golf, though. I, I know. Mean, that, who, that's uh, golf. Stugatz, who I turned you golf. on to the game originally? What was that, Mike? Who turned you on to the game? Oh, so my dad. I mean, my dad turned me on to the game. I mean, listen, growing up in, in my household, my dad uh, was a huge golfer, is a huge golfer, uh, still plays till this day. I just played with him last week. He's, he's fantastic. He's very good at it, but. Uh, not just that, just like like Augusta was a religious experience. Every year, the Masters is like some sort of religious experience in my house. Like that, we just, we were all together on the couch, my entire family, every Saturday, uh, for moving day, every Sunday to the final round. Uh, and then, you know, you just kind of translate that over to the other, other three majors. Like majors in my house uh, were like, were kind of like religious experiences, and they still are. I mean, we're still in... We're still in a group text, me, my dad, my brother, uh, for all the majors. And, 
and golf fans are funny. Uh, you guys know this. Like the texts that we have, they're they're not very wordy. It's just like Phil, Tiger, Ricky, <laughs> Faith, Jordan, exclamation point. Like that, that's all. We're just texting. Golf is funny as sports. This is why I love it. I love viewing it. Golf is so weird. You're not really rooting for an individual. Now, Phil and Tiger are my favorite golfers of all time, and I want them to win. But I have no problem. If Tiger is four strokes up, third round of a major, yeah, I want a double bogey. I want him to come back to the pack because, really, as a golf fan, all I want is a is an exciting final round of a major. I don't care how I get to it. Uh, and that's just the way golf fans root. So, really, to answer your question, my dad instilled uh, the love of golf into me, both playing and watching. And uh, we've just enjoyed it as a family ever since, man. It's for, for me. Listen, I avoid playing all of this. You play a lot of basketball. You can play in a in a, in a, uh, an adult lacrosse league. And, like, I've avoided I've stopped playing all of the sports guys just so I don't get injured so I can continue to play golf. Like, I don't want to hurt my back. That will take me off the golf course for a couple of months. I don't want that to happen. So. Have you ever stepped foot on the grounds of Augusta National? I have not. Uh, oh. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't been there as a spectator. I have not played um, the course. I'm, I'm dying to play the course. It's, it's my dad. It's like my dad's got a bucket list. It's very short. There's one thing on it. He wants to play Augusta National with his son. So I am currently working every angle. And Collins, believe me, I'm going to work your angle in a minute here. I am <laughs> working every single imaginable angle I can. From Scott Van Pelt to, I mean, Kenny G to whoever I can get to get me on Augusta. Like, I'm working all angles. So, Michael Collins, maybe he'll be that guy. Look, the Augusta National and the Masters is the one place I tell people I can get you tickets to any event, tournament-wise. Normally not a problem. You know, I got to do a little, little shimmy dance every now and then for the big stuff. But I tell people, don't even ask when it comes to the Masters. It's like Russia. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah that's but, the but, one. but, Michael, I'm cool. Michael, I'll get my tickets to the event. I'm not talking about going to the oh, event. Oh, you want right to play? Now. I'll get tickets. I want to, I want, my dad, his bucket list, I'm telling you, it's one thing. I want to play, I want to play Augusta National with my son and with, with both of his sons. So, Michael, I am leaning on you here. To get me on Augusta National. That's would it, would it play with us if you like? I mean, it's up to you. Would it break well, no, your heart? Would it break your heart to know that both of us have played it? Yes, it would. Yep, no. yep. It okay. breaks my heart. No. And what, it really, see, what breaks my heart is the number of people who have told me they have played it. Not just you guys. Yeah. Just the, the legions of people at ESPN who have told me they played that course. <laughs> like, has Brooks, your producer, played that sport? Has Brooks played that course? Tell me, Brooks. Played no, it. Brooks has not played it. He's shaking his head at me. No, he's not. They don't lo- allow his kind on that course. Yeah. Well, his, we kind, is, his kind is the best golfer we have at ESPN. Like, he's cracked. I'm aware, and he doesn't. He looks like he's homeless. I don't know how he's good at <laughs> golf. That's what I mean. Stugatz, if you thought you were a good sandbagger, like, you know, if Brooksy showed up, Looking like he did, all he need was like a little kind of an older looking golf bag. Like if it was a tattered golf bag, you knew something was wrong. But if it was just kind of right. an older looking golf bag, you'd be like, "Oh, this dude, he's still got college loans. He's paying off. There's no way that he's going to be good." And then he's like, "Oh, usually I only play for like five a hole, but if you want to play for twenty, I mean, I guess." It'd be okay. <laughs> That's he's like Woody. He's like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> right. I've uh, I've heard tales yeah. of the of the Stugatz golf cart. What is it? 
Uh, it is, uh, it's big, it's loud, it's obnoxious, it, it drives basically faster than my car, uh, it's got jet decals <laughs> all over it, it's got, you know, blaring speakers, uh, just pumping music out of it, it's obnoxious, um, but I love it, I mean, listen, I live right on the 8th hole of the golf course, uh, up in Parkland where I live, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but what I love about my golf course and my country club, um, is it's a bit younger, it's not as, I guess, uh, they're not as strict um, until you have a bunch of young guys uh, who have, you know, these big obnoxious golf carts. And, we, you know, we play, you know, sometimes we'll play four, but occasionally we'll play eight. And occasionally we won't be able to hear someone else yell four because uh, the music players do loud. That's, that's, that's how we like to roll. And, uh, you know, the drinks are always flowing. But the golf cart, the golf cart is legendary, guys. Uh, the jet decals are currently on it. I took them off. They were on that weekend. I took them off this morning because the jets uh the Jets were atrocious yesterday uh, at home against the Dolphins. So the decals have been removed for now because uh, they didn't work. But uh, are you listen, missing Matt, Matthew here, Fitzpatrick? I'll take you out and play. You'll see it. You'll, you'll see it in all its glory, man. You will see it in all its glory. <laughs> I want to know how bad you got on Augusta. I want to know. I need to know. <laughs> how did this happen? Okay, look. Here's the deal. The reason we got on Augusta Collins, National. You got him on, didn't you, Michael? You got him no. on. Didn't you? No, no, it was the media lottery. We won the media lottery. Oh. Yeah, that's the oh, only God. reason. Now that that also means we got to play Monday after the Masters, as the course is set up for. It's like the course was set up sun for Sunday, so we got okay. the exact same course that they play Sunday at the Masters. Sunday wow, whole locations. So cool, it was yeah, wow. and you get a Matt, locker in Matt, the champions locker room. Can I can I ask you that because I, we've had guys on the show before, like John Smoltz is a great golfer, right? He said he get up to the first tee at Augusta, and he, had, I think his first drive, he said he just shanked it right into the woods like a hundred yards because he was so nervous, and then the second one, he just peeled right down the middle. Uh, can you put me on the first tee, Matt, with you? What what was going on there? Yeah, I started on the back nine actually because they had it was going off two tees, so I started on ten, and. There were people watching, and I was nervous. I, I mean, I, I was I was nervous. I took out a three wood because I didn't have the 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 t- set of Titleist to pull out a driver. So I, I hit a right. three wood, and I hit it down the right side, knowing that I was making a longer hole. But I was in play. Hit it in play three wood. I All went right. three wood high bridge just short of the green. I ended up doubling ten. Ooh, yeah, but nothing wrong with that. I mean, no. as long as you embarrass yourself off the tee, you're good. So I mean, that's. That's a good job. You should have went driver there. I'm a little, I'm a little upset with you, but that's fine. Like Collins, what'd you do? Like, what'd you even, even on the course the entire round? Whatever with that first tee box, I, uh, I was, uh, I had never really been that nervous before on a golf course, and there weren't any people there when we played. Um, but I got it airborne and hit a little butter cut out there into the first cut uh, on the left side right. of number one. <laughs> Hit a six iron up to the front of the green. Give me a little butter off. cut. I hit my little butter cut, <laughs> which was I was so happy. Uh, and I hit a six iron just short of the front edge of number one, and then uh, learned a good lesson about chipping around Augusta National. Around Augusta, <laughs> I went ahead and bladed. I played a little army golf and just did some blading around back and forth. I was doing Deadpool, and I was just blading it up. <laughs> Back and forth, and I ended up making double on the first two. Yeah, so, see, but I, I had a birdie way. opportunity on two, <laughs> and then had another birdie opportunity on three and stuff. So yeah, yeah it was. It you was, keep uh, it in play; right, it's well, a doable course. I'll tell you what, uh, Michael, you get you, you get you get me, you, Matt, on the course. You get Brooks there too. Me and Brooks, 
versus the two of you on Augusta, okay? Now, you give us a stroke of hole because Brooks and I are very good. And, That's uh, a ne- you just let's lost right there. No, negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> negative Ghost Rider. He's trying to get <laughs> us right now on our own podcast. <laughs> He's just trying to, slick, he yes, trying to slick, slick that one in. So what we're going to do is you're going to give me a stroke of hole, and then we're going to go. And I was like, listen, used car salesman, you ain't getting me, dude. I have seen way too many amateurs during pro ams trying to be the same slick thing. Nah, not even having that, man. I'm not even having it. Listen, whatever money I win off of you because I cheated, I promise, this time then I'll watch you tears afterwards, okay? Oh, that's great. What a man. Man of the people is Stu Gatz. The Stu Gatz yes. is strong than all of us. Hey, before we get you out of here, I have a stance on Tiger. I say he's going to win at least one more major. Colin says I'm an idiot. Break the tie. Uh, no, I think he's going to win at least one more major. I'm with you. Uh, I've been saying this for a while. I see no reason outside of injury, of course, why, why he wouldn't. The way he's playing right now is just, it's just incredible. And listen, if we said a year ago, he would have had an opportunity. Let's see. He was at the 12th hole, I think, at the open championship, had a lead, stepped onto that tee box final round with a lead, I believe it was. And, and of course was very competitive at the PGA and had a chance to win the PGA. So no, I'm with that. I think. I think, and Michael, I'm sorry, man. I think he not only wins one, I, I still think he's going to break Jack's record. I think he's playing what? like that. I do. I do. I think he's going to break Jack's record. I think he's playing that well. And I think we've seen golfers here play very well into the early 50s. And so I think Tiger has a chance what? to do it as long as he stays healthy. How about, uh, how about we put a little, a little, little, uh, Stu got cash on that? You know what I mean? I like to. I'd like to get. A well, how are you going to pay that off? Yeah, how long could that take? That could be a decade long bet. You know what? Why it don't we be. go? That's right. Why don't we go a couple bucks a year? So let's say <laughs> twenty. Oh, I like if that. he doesn't win, if he doesn't win a major next year, throw me a little twenty. If he doesn't win a major another year, throw me another twenty. You know what I mean? You can make donations. No, no, no I'm, I'm good with that. Matt, are you in? I'm your partner on this. Are you in? Are you Done. in? Done. In. Like, we'll do this. In. I'm all in with you. We'll all right. Do so it. here. So here's the deal. If, if so, let's just say forty dollars a year. If we win, okay, you yep. send me uh, the right. If we win, I want all forty dollars. If we lose, Matt will pay the forty dollars for me. Right? Done. I'm in. <laughs> I am all in on right, this. Good. I'm also in on the Excellent. fact that if we can put together all of our heads, we all work at a very powerful television network. We should get Stu Gotts v Greeny. The rematch, a la Tiger and Phil, and televised on ESPN Plus. Oh, yeah, I'm doing play by play on that. <laughs> I am one down too. with that. What do we charge? What do we charge people? What's the? Uh, because my fear is no one's going to watch Tiger and Phil outside of like us, the three of us, because we, we care about golf that much. I think they price it too high. But what's the price for me and Greeny? It's got to be. Well, I guess it's the ESPN Plus subscription price, right? Yeah, Correct. I think so. Yeah. I think so. You yeah, do subscription it would, price. It would be included right. in the free. It would. You know what? We put that as part of the free trial package. That would make the most sense to just go, listen, we're going to have some big things. And, you know, every now and then we're going to have a flopper. So we'll just throw it out and see what happens. Like, it could be awesome and it might flop, but who knows? I like, I, right. the thing that's going to be good is at least I know that you're going to smack talk. That's what scares me about Tiger and Phil. They're not going to have real smack talk. You and Green would have real <laughs> smack talk. No, and that, that's, that's, see, Michael, when, when we first started discussing this, I think I discussed this with you, that's, it needs to be that. Like, I need to hear Tiger and Phil, both 160 out, and Tiger just say to Phil, hey, 50,000, of their own money, by the way, that's sponsored yes. money, 
hey, yep. 50 grand closest to the pin, let's go right now. I think that will make it so entertaining. If they don't do that, I think it's going to fall flat. I promise you, you put this thing with me and Greedy together, that's all I'm going to do. Because, listen, I just like to get inside of people's heads. And Greedy, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like, of everything we have at ESPN, and Brooks will attest to this, he worked with it forever. I mean, Greedy's, that, Greedy's head is the easiest head to get inside <laughs> of anyone at ESPN. I mean, I did it on the first T-Box. First T-Box, I was inside that head. <laughs> I love it. We're, we're going to make all of this happen. When I'm down in Florida... You, me, Collins, we'll go out, play some golf, have some fun. We appreciate uh, you joining us, man. This was this was a good time. All right. A lot of fun, guys. And, yes, I'm a prisoner of my own show, so anytime you can have me on the top golf, uh, I'm available to you. Thank you. Done. Stu got with us on Maddie and the Caddy. So, Collins, another guy on me with, with Tiger winning another major. You are, you're on an island all to yourself. No, just, you know, there's there's you know what I am? A realist. The one thing I will say about Stugatz, though, it's hard, and he is in rare air when he says he's a fan of both Tiger and Phil. I'm the same way. Yes, but there are not many people who are in both camps. And I think that's because we are in a field of professional sports. Yeah. So we understand that that's okay. Most normal straight fans that are just golf fans, they, they pick a camp. You're, they do you camp Tiger or you can't fill. So him being on both sides, but see, he's he's a hundred percent with me when it comes to that match. I just think it. I understand as a lover of Tiger Woods why you have this optimistic hope that he's going to win majors. He just I look. Just, he's looked the part. He's had a remarkable season. Um, and in fact, he could make it even more remarkable if he were to win the Tour Championship. Here are the scenarios. Uh, for Tiger, by the way, to win the FedEx Cup this week as the number 20 seed. He's got to win the Tour Championship. Bryson needs to finish tied for 15th or worse. Justin Rose finishes three-way tied for fifth or worse. Finau finishes tied for third or worse. Both DJ and JT finish three-way tie for second or worse. And Keegan finishes tied for second or worse. A lot needs to happen. But other than that, Hey, but hey, he's on his way to greatness. Uh, As are we. Our mission is going to be to put together a greenie and Stugat's rematch. We'll all get together in Florida and play, and we'll all have fun as we now embark on the Tour Championship at Eastlake and then the Ryder Cup to follow. Before we get you out of here, we do have an answer from the caddies that Michael texted. Michael, what do you have? What are the results? Kessler Corain, Patrick Reed, Captain America's caddy and brother-in-law, text me back and say, I'd say we do. Use geometry. Whether we actually know it or not. <laughs> Just so basic, like angles. Hmm. Especially mapping greens. Bam. Okay. So there you go. There you go. If you want to be a caddy, take geometry. If you want to be <laughs> successful in life, bail out of math before algebra. We good? We're good. For yeah. the caddy, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> For the That's caddy. Right. All the kids Sign listening. Off. Yeah, tell your mom and dad, Mr. Matt Barry told me I don't need geometry or algebra. That's Matt Barry at I don't need math.com. Send them to me, kids. I'll take care of you for the caddy. <laughs> Michael I'm the Maddie. Thank you for listening to Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.